In the season of Easter, I want to welcome you to worship at First United Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. I'm Sandra Olwine and I serve as pastor here. And along with our staff and the entire congregation, we hope that this hour will inspire you for joyful and transformative living in the world. Now we give thanks for the increasing availability of COVID-19 vaccinations and look forward to being able to gather for in-person worship soon. In a commitment to the safety of all of our members and the larger community though, we continue to exercise patience, trusting that the Spirit will continue to bind us together even as we remain physically distanced from one another in worship. So in the hope, power, and promise of resurrection, let us turn our hearts to prayer, praise, and proclamation. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We rejoice that even though we gather in our living rooms and hospital rooms, alone or with family, that God's Spirit not only binds us together as a family, 
but lifts us up so we can serve the world with the power and promise of an eternal Alleluia. Enjoy, then. We invite you to join us in the call to worship on this Easter morning. This day is like every other day. Alarm clocks beeped, coffee was brewed, weary bodies came to life. And yet this day is like no other day. For the sun rose, so we knew it was a miracle. The tomb was empty, and they knew it was love. So again and again we say, The longest night is over. Death has lost its sting. Jesus is among us. Alleluia. Again and again and again. Alleluia. Amen.
morning, young Christians, and happy Easter. Today is Easter Sunday. Jesus is risen. Did you say he is risen indeed? It's a Christian tradition to say this to each other on Easter Sunday and throughout the Easter season. Let's try it again. I'm gonna say Jesus is risen, and you say he is risen indeed. Are you ready? Jesus is risen. Great job. Before we go any further today, I want you to make sure you have everything that you need. So, if you happen to color an Alleluia banner this year and roll it up, go ahead and go find your Alleluia banner. And in your Holy Week in a bag, you have a card that looks like this. And it says, wait, don't open until Easter Sunday. And that's today. So find your card, but don't open it yet because we are gonna open them together. Did you find your Alleluia banner? If not, that's okay. You can unroll mine with me. During Holy Week, we remember a really hard story. The story of Jesus dying on the cross, of Jesus suffering, and then being buried in a tomb. This is not an easy story. But the day after Jesus was buried in a tomb and a big stone was rolled in front of the entrance of the tomb, women went to go and care for Jesus's body. That was their custom in that time. And so they came to where the tomb was and they wondered, what are we gonna do about that big stone in the way? But they went anyway, even though they weren't sure how it was going to work. So they got there and they found, do you know what happened? That big stone had already been rolled away and they looked inside and it was empty. Jesus wasn't there. Why? Because Jesus is risen. So today we unbury our alleluias. Are you ready? We are going to roll our Alleluia open and we're all going to shout, Alleluia, Jesus is risen. Are you ready? Here we go. Alleluia, Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. The story of Easter is a very mysterious story. It can be hard to understand how someone can die, be buried in a tomb, and then be raised to new life. But if you think about it, we see signs of incredible, amazing, unbelievable new life all around us. Think about a butterfly. A butterfly is a great reminder of new life because it doesn't start out as a butterfly with wings, does it? It starts out as, that's right, a caterpillar. And then it forms this chrysalis around it, which is almost like a tomb. It doesn't seem like anything's alive in that chrysalis. It just looks like a dead thing hanging from a branch. And then all of a sudden it begins to open up. The butterfly has formed wings and it opens up and it flies away with a whole new life. 
Easter isn't the end of Jesus' story. It's a new beginning. And it reminds us that even when things are really hard, even when people are suffering, even when bad things happen, there can always be new life. Everyone find your little note card with a butterfly on it and you're gonna open it, but you're not going to open it all the way. You're just gonna open this and you're gonna pull this out, but you're gonna keep your fingers on here so it's squeezed shut because there's a butterfly in here, a toy one that's going to fly. We're gonna open our card so that our butterflies can fly and we're gonna shout, Alleluia, Jesus is risen. Now, if you don't have a butterfly card, that's okay. You're gonna put your hands like this and you're gonna pretend that they're a chrysalis. And then when we count to three, you're gonna open your hands just like the butterfly wings and you're gonna let your butterfly fly away. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Hallelujah! Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for raising Jesus to new life. And thank you for all the signs of new life around us. Help us to believe that you are always working to bring new life in us, around us, and through us. Amen. On this day of celebration, we turn our attention to the scriptures, listening for God's word. We begin with the prophet Isaiah, the 25th chapter, Verses 6 through 9. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well aged wines strained to clear. And God will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. God will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of God's people God will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that God might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Even on this day of rejoicing, we recognize that we often fall short of the glory of God. So let us turn our hearts to the prayer of confession as we seek to live into all that God has called us to be. Beloved community, before God and each other, we confess. We have seen the sun rise and withheld our praise. We have seen our neighbors suffer and withheld our aid. We have seen love extended and chosen to walk away. We have seen divisions deepen 
and managed to remain unfazed. We have seen injustice and remain hidden behind closed doors. God, in your mercy, forgive us. Create in us a clean heart and a willing spirit. Amen. Family of God, hear these words of assurance. God's love is like the sun. No matter how lost we are in the night, day after day, the light will find us. We are held in God's embrace. On this day of new beginnings, we can rejoice because you and I are forgiven. Thanks be to God for a love like this. On this Easter morning, we turn our attention to the great news of resurrection. But as Mark tells us, great news is sometimes unbelievable. Here, then, this earliest account of this amazing day from the 16th chapter, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. 
As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. With such a proclamation, God's sacred and becomes an eternal alleluia. A proclamation that no matter the depth of our brokenness, the breadth of our injustice, the height of our arrogance, or the shallowness of our belief, God will not be defeated. The steady beat of mercy, compassion, righteousness, justice, and life will continue to rise. And love, that capital L, love, will continue to hold all that was, is, and shall be in its embrace. You know, this is likely the last Easter sermon I'll ever offer as a local church pastor. And I wanted to say something profound and meaningful and lasting. You know, but like every Easter, for almost the last 40 years, I struggle to find words to convey the possibility and power given to us, given to the world, in this story that is the heartbeat of our faith as Christians. I mean, how do mere words, how do my meager reflections do justice to what this day says to us about the God that we worship and the God that we serve? So I understand that the core of my being, why the women in Mark's gospel initially run from that first Easter morn and tell no one anything. And what in the world could they say? Who would believe them? The Romans were still in power. Oppression still reigned. People were still hungry. Old people and babies were still dying. There were lonely, excluded, forgotten, despised people still all around. I mean, what had changed? How would a rolled away stone and an empty tomb make any difference whatsoever? But something that Denise Anderson wrote in her commentary for this Easter morn struck me profoundly in its simplicity. Again and again, she wrote, the sun rises sun rises every day without fail whether we notice it or not whether we find the words to describe a glorious sunrise whether we pay attention to the miracle of that event or whether we just roll out of bed and begin another day the sun rises we don't contemplate that the earth is spinning at a thousand miles per hour or traveling in orbit of 584 million miles around a star that's about a million times the size of our planet. You know, those numbers and that truth, it's dizzying, but completely out of our consciousness as night gives way to dawn. The mechanics of sunrise just happen, day in, day out, again and again. 
And the reality is that whether you or I are paying attention or asleep, whether we are self-absorbed or grieving, anxious or perplexed, joyful or angry, none of that makes any sunrise less awesome or miraculous or any less real. And that, that is very good news because that is how it is with Easter too. The message of this day doesn't rely on the power of my words. It isn't about me, just like it wasn't about Mary Magdalene or Mary the mother of James or Salome. It's about God. What God does again and again, without fail, each and every day, bringing hope from despair, life from death, meaning from apathy, and love from hate. Nothing we do or don't do. Nothing that the powerful and privileged do or don't do. Nothing the forgotten and forlorn do or don't do stops the sun from rising. And resurrection comes, even if the women on that first morn or us over 2,000 years later are not able to perceive it or receive it. Whether or not we discern what's happening, God is literally and figuratively turning the world around, even now. And Mark reminds us that Easter comes again and again, even if we don't know what to make of God's resurrection ways. And maybe that is why his first telling of this story ended with the women saying nothing. Who could perceive new life in such circumstances? Think of our own circumstances. I mean, this week, public health officials begged for patience in returning to life as we sort of knew it before COVID-19 as a fourth wave of infections rise in our nation, despite the accelerated availability of vaccinations. And millions of our people are caught up in grief as over 550,000 of our neighbors have been taken by the virus in the last 14 months. This week, a teenager sat in a witness box in a courtroom and bore a weight that was not hers to bear that no teenager should ever feel they have to carry as she wept over her inability to save George Floyd, feeling somehow responsible for not doing more to save him. This week, lawmakers in our nation were more eager to make handing out water to people waiting in line to vote illegal than they were to pass laws banning automatic weapons. How in such a world do we proclaim resurrection? And, and the sun rises and God's resurrection ways are still unfolding. I believe that is the message that the one in the tomb is giving to the women when he tells them that the risen one has gone on to Galilee. He's gone to the place where he healed and taught and fed people. He didn't go to the temple, not to sit on a pedestal and be adored and worshiped. But no, this risen one goes back to the world as the sun rises to heal and teach and feed and transform. Gone back to where those first whispers of a new life were heard, where people first began to believe that they were beloved of God, 
and that they had something to offer, a role to play in this kingdom of God. Yes, the risen one has gone there to meet you because this kingdom is still coming day after day, one act of justice, one moment of kindness, one deed of mercy at a time. And nothing, nothing can stop it. Just as nothing can stop the sun from rising. There's a cute story from one Easter Sunday, a minister invited as we often do all the children to come forward into church. And it was always a great time as we know, but particularly on this Sunday, because everyone got lot to see the kids dressed up in their Easter outfits. A lot of them pretty hyped up already on some of their Easter candy. And the minister asked the Easter question, what do you think it means that the tomb was empty? And without missing a beat, one little girl replied enthusiastically, it means that Jesus is on the loose. Jesus is on the loose, not dead, not stuck in a tomb, not waiting in a temple. No, so go, go to Galilee, go to Pasadena, go to the borders, go to Washington DC and take up this life. Pick up this cross and he will meet you there again and again, just as the sun rises. The promise of this day is that there is a future, a glorious future, and the risen Christ is going to lead us to it, through it and beyond it. And we'll discover it as we keep on keeping on with loving God and loving one another one day at a time seeking to bring light and justice and mercy and love to bear wherever we are. Barbara Brown Taylor ends her book, The Luminous Web, with a story of a child on the 4th of July. She writes, I stood in the bank of the East River along with most of the rest of New York City and watched the sky explode with light. There were fireworks that opened like flowers with green blossoming into blue that spit out spores of white. There were red hearts that grew larger as they flew toward us. There were triple tiered fountains of gold that spilled silver stars. The sky was so bright that all the people in front of me were no more than dark silhouettes. And about 10 feet away, a child sat on her father's shoulders. And every time there was a new explosion in the sky, she reached her right hand toward it, trying to curl fingers around the light. And she did this over and over again, so that all my memories of those vastly different fireworks have the same small dark hand in them, reaching for the sky. As far as I know, she never caught a single spark, but neither did she ever stop trying. Maybe in essence, that is the call of Easter on our lives, to reach again and again toward the light seeking to get our hands and our hearts connected to the divine spark that explodes around us every day, not unlike how the sun rises every morning. And even when we feel we might never succeed, that we just keep trying, full of faith and wonder that it can happen. If we do, we might just meet this Jesus that is on the loose and find that our lives will never be the same as we travel to the Galilee of our day and keep on living again and again as the followers of the Risen One, as the sun rises each day. 
thanks be to God, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. We know the fear of the upper room. We know the feeling of hard days and long nights. We know the grief of the tomb. And the particular ache of saying goodbye. We know the pain of Good Friday. And we know the darkness before dawn. And still, and still, we believe. We believe that again and again, the sun will rise. Again and again, God will draw near. Again and again, we will march toward justice. Again and, and, and again, again, the, the tomb, tomb will, will be, be empty. empty. Again and again, love will win. Again and again, God will lead the church. Again and again, and again, we will be loved. The journey will not be perfect. We will need to rise before dawn. We will need angels along the way. But again and again, again and again, again and again, the sun will rise. The sun will rise. The sun will rise. We believe. 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 Amen.
Let us pray. God of resurrection, we bring our prayers to you this holy day, believing that your power and love can transform this world. Your hope brings new life into dead places. Your light shines into the dark corners of the tombs that we build and defend. Unite our hearts now as we pray to you from many places in this world that is preoccupied with loss and death. Breathe new life into cold-hearted policies and attitudes that divide your children. Resurrect us when we roll heavy tombstones into the paths of others by limiting their lives or silencing their voices. Remind us of all that you have given us when we see your world as too limited to share. We pray that your love and light will reach even the dark hearts of gunmen who have turned to mass killing in our country these past few weeks. Save us from weak resignation, God of life, and move us to roll away the stones that our systems and habits have embedded so deeply. We pray for your holy church in all the world and pray that it especially may experience your resurrection power. Return us to the path of love, freedom, and witness that our Savior Christ has shown. We pray for all of our leaders, especially our Bishop Grant and Superintendent Jim. On this day, we especially pray for our mission partners in Puebla, Mexico, Nan McCurdy and Miguel Mayrena, as they lead the important work that you are doing there at the mission called Give Ye Them to Eat. Bless the people of this congregation, even as they continue to do your work while separated by quarantine. And hear the prayers that are offered across our district today for our friends at La Cañada United Methodist Church and at First United Methodist Church in Pacoima. O oh God, your resurrection hope startles us as we consider the death and suffering that surround us during the continuing pandemic. Renew the energies of the frontline workers and medical personnel and lessen the suffering of all those who are directly infected. On this holy day especially, we pray for the thousands of families who have lost loved ones during this scourge. May the power of your cross and resurrection be a comfort to them as they seek hope and encouragement. Into your arms of care we place all of the persons and situations that are found in today's prayer list, especially Julianne and Tom Kosakowski. God of the empty tomb, number us among those who believe in your powerful love. You have made all that is and have formed us as part of your good creation. We believe these things, and so even at the grave we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Use our very lives to extend your abundance to this broken world of scarcity, fear, and death. We pray all of these things in the name of one who died, but is risen indeed, Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy Easter, everyone, and thank you for joining in this time of online celebration today. You're invited to go back and listen to any part of this service or share it with others by visiting our YouTube channel. There, you will also find all of our past services and events. When you subscribe, you can receive free notifications of upcoming services and concerts.
If we were gathered in the sanctuary right now, this would be the time in the service when we would receive the morning offering. During this long year of separation, many of us have made a new habit of using the church's online giving website for our tithes and donations to the church. Today, I especially encourage you to support the work of our mission partners in Puebla, Mexico, Give Ye Them to Eat, who are the recipients of our special Easter offering today. A link to the donation website is in the video description, or simply click on the donate button that's found at the top of the church's website. The youth are busy getting ready to present their annual cabaret show, and here's Emma to tell us more. <laughs> Hey guys, long time no see. It's been quite a year and we could all use some laughter and joy. Please plan to join us for Holy Humor, a virtual cabaret following worship on Sunday, April 11th. The show is free, but you can support the youth and some local businesses by purchasing a Taste of Pasadena meal to go. All meals must be pre-purchased and the deadline to order is Monday, April 5th. Check out the church e-news for more information in the link to order. We'll also have a live auction, Benefiting Rise Against Hunger. You can pre preview the auction items and pick up your meals to go from the church parking lot on Saturday, April 10th from 3 to 5 p.m. We hope to see you there. Plan to join us next Sunday for a special service created by our Bishop Grant Hagia with segments from around our annual conference. And then the following Sunday, April 18th, plan to be here to begin a special four-part sermon series focused on a new book called Freeing Jesus. We will be joined by the book's author, Diana Butler-Bass, who is a very popular Christian thinker, scholar, and speaker. Those who've heard Diana at our church before will be excited to hear her latest thoughts, and I especially encourage those who don't know her work to join us. That's beginning in two weeks, April 18th. Finally, stay in touch. Let us know what's going on with you. Please use that special email, connect at fumcpasadena.org to communicate directly with the clergy staff with your prayer requests and any special needs. Christ is risen. Share that newness of life with someone around you who needs to feel it this week. Get vaccinated when it's your turn, and remember to wear your mask. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We should give thanks. Thanks and praise to the one who brings life. Glorious God, we raise voices hoarse from shouting hallelujahs. We sing praises for the wonder of an empty tomb. We give thanks for the gifts of life, of life that breaks the bonds of death. We sing songs of praise for the world you have given us, for the beauty of the earth, for the glory of the skies. As the spring deepens and the earth thaws, as green breaks through the brown of winter, we sing songs of hope for new life springing from dead soil for the promise held in every seed that is sown. As people of faith, we remember all those who have gone before, people like Moses and Miriam, leading their people to freedom, like Sarah and Abraham, seeking new life in a strange land, like Peter and Mary, 
proclaiming an empty tomb and life beyond the cross. We remember these and many others named and unnamed who have embraced your life, your hope, and moved into a new age. And we trust that in remembering and retelling their stories, we too can take the leap into new life. Deep among all those memories, we remember the life of the special one, Jesus, child of Mary, born of a woman. He grew to adulthood among people who struggled daily for life. Baptized by John, he embraced the life to which you called him. He taught and preached a vision of a world where all divisions were broken down, where all had what they needed for abundant life where the reign of God was as real as earth as in heaven. And though the powerful in his world fought back, he stood strong. When offered a chance to take the easy way, he overcame his own fear and instead prayed, yet thy will be done. Even though they put him to death, you raised him to life, vindicating his vision and bringing hope and healing to the world. As inheritors of that hope, we join together in the cries that welcomed him into Jerusalem, the cries of hope for the world. Hosanna, Hosanna, Holy One, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. As we gather at our many tables on sofas and chairs, we remember, we remember that Jesus gathered with his closest friends in an upper room to share the feast of liberation. And while sharing the ancient story of freedom, he called them to remember the promised freedom of God's kingdom. We remember that at that table, he took bread. He gave thanks for it and blessed it and broke it and passed it among them saying, this is my body broken by and for the world. Whenever you eat it, remember me. Then later, he took the cup of wine. He blessed it and passed it among them, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant. Whenever you drink it, remember me and look toward the fulfillment of God's kingdom. And so when we break the bread and pour the cup, we remember with hope. On this Easter day, we share in the banquet of freedom to celebrate life victorious. God of life, in the beginning, your spirit hovered over the water, calling forth life, creating and inspiring. Send your spirit upon those who are gathered in different places, but made one in your love as we partake in this meal. Infuse bread and juice with the spirit's power. As we eat and drink, may we feel the power of life triumphant pulse in our veins, the fire of hope blaze in our hearts and the joy of the empty tomb dance in our souls. Christ who died is now alive. Alleluia. Amen. And now in confidence, we pray the prayer that Jesus taught those who would follow him to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. While today there are many loaves, we are reminded that though we are many, Christ makes us one as we eat the bread before us in faith. As we break our breads is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cups over which we give thanks from which we drink this day are a sharing in the offering of Christ. I invite you now to take your bread and to dip it into your cup, your mug, your glass, to take the body and blood in faith and in thanksgiving. Let us pray. We thank you, O God, for your life, pulsing in creation, revealed in Christ, renewed in resurrection, and available to us now. Thank you for touching us again with your life through bread and wine, for joining our lives with yours through Jesus, and for renewing resurrection in our hearts through your Holy Spirit. Amen.
Dear friends, Christ is risen. Again and again, we proclaim that message. Again and again, we share that message. Again and again, we live that message. So as the sun rises each day, may we rise to God's glory and become Easter people now and forever. Amen.